afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. Um, you know, there's this thing we say in Nigeria. Sometimes when we wake up, we say, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I think that's how I feel this morning. I'm just so grateful to God. I'm grateful to Him for His Word. I'm actually writing a term paper this morning about what they taught us in um, one, but something they taught us in Bible school, saying, talking about the, the fact that we love God because He loved us first. And I had to then go through a lot of scriptures. In fact, I'm still writing it as I speak, just looking into, you know, the fact that God loved us first. And I saw that there was, you know, in fact, at the core of everything. God has always been the originator of the relationship between him and men. You know, it's never really been men just on their own <laughs> looking for God. It's God that finds them. You know, he found Abraham, the burning bush, or was it, was, uh, was it Abraham? I think it was Abraham that had the burning bush experience. He also found Moses. I, I could be confused, you know. Every single one, Samuel, he found Samuel where he was, you know. Samuel, Samuel, where are thou, you know, I mean, and all that. He also found David, you know, to some extent he found Saul. All the judges, it was was God. God is the one that looks through the whole earth. Noah, he found Noah, you know. People just be living their lives, doing their own thing. And then God reveals himself to them somehow, you know. And then his greatest revelation was when he now decided that, okay, I'm going to be, I have been using men. Now I am going to come down myself. And he needed to do something that phenomenal so that he would reveal himself to the whole world. But the important thing is that he loved us first. And I think this is um, the book of, um, I think it's First John. Let me just look at the scripture that, that quotes that where we say, we love him because he first loved us. I think it's First John 4 verse 9 to 10. So First John 4, it says, God showed his love to us by sending his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Um, and that you know, with not and this not that we loved him first, but that God loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And then verse nineteen says, "We love Him because He first loved us." You know, so our love for God is a direct response to His love for us, and um, I would rather the love we've received from Him. And I, and I really like that because it resonates with my experience really. And I'm going to have to write this entire term paper where I will then talk a lot about what the love of God means to me, what I've experienced and all that kind of stuff. So I I just thank God because you know I think sometimes we take a lot of things for granted in terms of what Christianity means to us and you know the sacrifice of what Jesus has won for us. I think I, I have tended to do that a lot in my life but When I look back, I'm like, all God has ever done is to love us. And honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why I've now gotten to this place where I just believe that this God is a good God. And it was an experience that I had with someone who later I found was of a very questionable character. And and God knew all along I was in a friendship with this person. God knew. And God kept telling me to pray for the person. By the time I found out the kind of person this person was, (laughs) in fact, I went back to God. I was like, you knew this all along. And you were telling me, you you sent me on a 21 days fast. 
to pray for this kind of thing. I was like, this person not only um, is an enemy of God, he doesn't like anything to do with God and and is opposed to anything that has to do with God. So I was like, how could you, you know, how could you love such a person? And you made me go through all this, you know, I went on the 21 day fast for this kind of person. So at that point I said, ah, this God, you are really, you are really different. You are very, very different from other people because, you know, I thought God was asking me to pray for the person because he was who, who I thought he was, you know, a child of God and somebody's, you know, really wanting to do right by God, not knowing that this person was completely on the other side. And when I mean other side, as in willfully on the other side, I have met people who, I think this was my first case of meeting somebody who really, people who really understood the spiritual, he knew who God was. He knew, he knows who God is. He knows that God is the most high. He knows he understands spiritual hierarchy. Unlike a lot of people around us, a lot of us are just, you know, playing around with stuff. We don't really understand. This person understood spiritual hierarchy. He understood spiritual power as well. He knew everything that he was doing was willful. And he made a willful choice to align with a certain kind of power. Because I, you know, whenever he was someone, ah, I, I don't want to speak too much, but it was, it was just really uncanny for me. And everything that happened, when I reflected on it, I realized it, there was just a lot that I just knew from that experience. So, I came out of it with a heavy respect for God. Because I was like, wow. So, you are really this kind of God that people, you know, you are so, you are so high yet so humble. You are so, you are so powerful yet so, how would I put it, so accommodating, so tolerant. Always giving opportunity for people to find themselves anyway so it it has become easier for me to i just love him now let's just put it that way it has become easier for me to to work with him to see his point of view i now realize because there are many things he used to warn me about he used to talk to me about when i was much younger i always felt i was smarter i always felt he i really saw god as somebody who, who just trying to spoil your phone that's really the way i felt i felt his way was very tough i, I felt you know and a lot of people hearing this would be like ah because i looked like a very serious person but what people don't know is that i am serious because i was raised in a family that conditioned me in a particular way but inside of me <laughs> there is the yeah in fact i yeah i there is a whole life that I would have been very comfortable living. And that is why... But the only thing is that there's also a part of me that likes the serenity and the calmness and the whatever of, of living an ordered life. But there's also another part that likes to... That, that wanted to break free. In fact, I think they're evenly disposed with me. I am half and half. What has happened is that the way I was raised and the fact that I met God early has played more to... A, a half a side of me but that other side is, 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 is has been there but now i see that that other side is is now moving more towards god so maybe thank you holy spirit for this analogy because i think this this describes what has been happening to me in the last two or three years because there has been a contention a battle within me all these years that other side feeling very how would I put it? It's like 
not being allowed to express itself. I'm feeling cheated, you know, by this other side that has done things in a certain kind of way. And that other side, I won't say was God, really. It was actually being conditioned by culture and by family and background and upbringing. It was not God. So I think now, both sides, having gone through what we all went through, you know, side A and side B, we all went through it together. We have seen that there is a common um, ally that we both agree has our best interests in her at heart. And this is me talking about two different sides, people as though it's me and it's just me. And so we, we, we both agree. So what I find now is what I found with the experience that I've had, which I now realize that God made me go through it, spirit, soul, and body, is that I don't have as much arguments with my mind about the thing when God tells me to do things as I used to have before. My mind now accepts that okay, there's this God that you're talking about, he really seems to know what he's doing. We can trust him. We he, my mind has realized its own limitations because we had a major challenge. That was even in fact my mind was more affected in this challenge than any other thing so my mind has been humbled because my mind had a lot of confidence in itself it really thought it was you know my mind really believed in itself and felt that it could trust its own judgment but it it was not only the the, the limitations of my mind were very apparent over the last two or three years and my mind was attacked much more. In fact, the kind of attack my mind went through, I have never had it before. And so my mind, the person that saved my mind was it was Bible. It was the word of God that saved my mind, salvaged my mind. It was the Holy Spirit. It was God the Father, God the Son, God no, God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Word and Jesus that saved my mind. sober now and is more accustomed you know it's, it's we're, we're not having those arguments anymore sometimes yeah it still must be a bit willful here and there but that contention has ended and you know why i enjoy doing these musings is that they're really reflective and i'll encourage everyone find a way to do these musings with yourself too even if you don't want to have a podcast i would really recommend doing you know maybe just you know just having this moment of reflection when you're I don't know. I know it sounds funny to to be talking aloud, but I have found this very powerful when I actually talk aloud and muse and meditate. And there's scriptural reference for it. Apparently, the word of God is meant to be spoken. It's we are meant to meditate upon it. In fact, if you notice the Jews of the Old Testament, if you've been to Israel or you've seen them praying in the synagogue, they are forever murmuring and you know chanting to themselves they don't they don't say the word of god in 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 i mean in their mind the way we do in christianity the word is spoken the word was always meant to be spoken it's not meditation is not a silent act and it's you know i'm i'm stunned that it's taken me this long in my christian life to to recognize this we 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 the way i was taught we used to say confession and then meditation was something on the mind Meditation in Christian terms, in biblical scriptural terms, when the Bible says meditate upon the word day and night, it's telling you to meditate with your mouth and your heart. It's not telling you to say it only in your heart and not say it. It's, it's both. In fact, the word of God says, there's a scripture that says this word is nigh unto you in your mouth and in your heart that you will do it. 
Joshua 1 it says meditate upon this day and night it has to come out of your mouth I don't know what it is about the word of God what I have seen is that when it is spoken it is powerful there are many times I, I mean it's, it's the word is it's, 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 it's powerful as a written word but it's activated as a spoken word I'm, I'm, like I said I don't understand why but the Bible says it you know when um, God um, Isaiah was talking about um, God he says so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall prosper where I have sent it and, and it will accomplish in the thing that I have sent it he says it goes out of his mouth so the word has to be in our mouth. In fact, that's what the scripture says. It has to be in your mouth and in your heart for you to do it. It has to be in both places. Why it has to be in the heart is that if it's not in the heart, then it's not really there. Everything that we do has to be in spirit and in truth. But if it's in my heart and it's not coming out of my mouth, it's also not released. It's not activated. It's not going into the universe. And like I've said on this podcast, every time I do these musings, I found out that it, I mean, this was what got me through a very difficult time. This entire process, my deliverance really started when I started doing the podcast. Why? Because it forced me to meditate upon the word of God every day. It forced me to talk about God. It gave an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to speak through me. And that was, it was only 10, 15 minutes, 25 minutes a day at most. But it was therapeutic. It was miraculous. It brought me to the place where I needed to be. It brought God into my life every day. It cleansed my environment. And there was a lot that needed to be cleansed that I didn't even know about. It took a long while. There were still very difficult times. But God helped me to navigate the water. It's like when you are in a storm. You are still in the storm. You know, like on the seas. The seas seas are still raging. You are not yet at shore. But at least you are not sinking. You understand what I'm saying? You are riding the waters. Help is coming. You, you are more confident than you were. You are still, the waves are still rocking, but you are not sinking. You are not sinking. You are still afloat. There's still a hope. And you can, after a while, you begin to see the land. You can see the shore. And eventually, by the grace of God, we got to the shore. To God be the glory. But when I look back now, I realize that this podcast, when, I, when, he, when he told me to start it, I thought it was because he wanted me to do something for him. I didn't realize that it was ministry for myself. It was the Holy Spirit opening a channel of ministry. And I now realize that why he needed it this way was that I needed to speak the word of God. Like today, I've, I mean, we've, we've, we've read First John 4, we've read um, Romans 5, 8, I think. We've read so many scriptures. So the word has already, we've already spoken that word. And so I've stirred up my spirit. There is something my mind has meditated upon the word of God. We have activated the Holy Spirit. Any angels in the vicinity will have wondered who is this person speaking this word. You know, it just releases so much power. The Bible says the word of God is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Pierces to the divided asunder of the soul and of the spirit. It's a designer of the thoughts and in the, of the heart. And there is nothing that is hidden from the word. It is also described as the sword of the spirit in book of Ephesians chapter 6. So, I started off by musing about how the love of God, how God has released his love to us and how it has come back to me. For me, my life experience in the past 2-3 years has shown me how much the Lord loves me. Or let me say, an ev- in even greater measure. Because I thought I knew before that he loved me. But now I know that he loves me even more. I know even more. And I know that it's not only me that he loves he loves everyone this way. 
Why? Because I'm not special. And I know that if there's anyone that he shouldn't love, it should be me because I haven't reciprocated his love in the same way as he has given it to me. But he has loved me with, without, you know, he has loved me freely. And the love that he has for me, it's written in the Bible that he has that love just because, you know, and that every other person has access to that love. So today, I, I just want to share that love with everyone and say, God really loves you, no matter whether you feel it or not. I didn't feel his love as much as I thought I did. I didn't trust him, because that's another thing, because if you love someone, you'll trust them. I didn't trust him, which is why I relied on my mind, until my mind failed me. Not because my mind wanted to fail me, but it was just unable to deal with what I was faced with. And then God stepped in. He didn't say, oh, yeah, she be your, your, your mind, you've been leaning on your mind. Let your mind see you through. No, he stepped in. And he carried us, spiritual and body, mind, heart, emotions, will, everything. He carried us all together and began to soothe us, began to comfort us, began to teach us, began to help us, began to guide us, began to counsel us. And until we, be, we became repaired. So now... 600 and something episodes in there's no motivation for me to stop this i thank god that people are getting blessed i thank god for the testimonies but then i also realize that this is my life now and i realize that i need to continue to grow in the knowledge and in the fear of the lord not fear in a fearful like you know bad way but i mean reverence of the lord because he is worthy of my praise, of my worship, of my lifelong and eternal dedication, of my commitment, of my loyalty, of my service, of my love. And my prayer is that I will continue to grow in his love, in his service, and in his worship. And that when he thinks of me, he has good thoughts, you know. Not just good thoughts of you know, the thoughts he would normally have because it's God. But thoughts out of, wow, this is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm.